Well, feel free. You are thereby allowed. Bang on that drum all day. Yes, indeed. Friday afternoon. Oh, my goodness gracious sakes alive. It's a good thing. I know it doesn't mean quite what it once did, but it's still a good thing. Trust me. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Jim Bohannon in for Bobby Mack. Uh, today only. He returns Monday. But uh, we're here for you at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, and also 106.3 WORD.com and 101.5 FM in Anderson and 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. We have available the Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063, one 347 1063 and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307 71307. Again, a reminder that uh, this will be only its uh, second week uh, out. Uh, new program on Sunday evenings here at 1063. The uh, best of Bohannon from uh, 8 till 10 p.m. Sunday night. This week we're going to be talking with uh, former Senator Jim DeMint at uh, the 8 o'clock hour about his new book, Saving America from Socialism. And then uh, at 9, uh, Anthony Markham joins us to look at how politics have uh, become increasingly a part of our judicial process when politics should have nothing to do with that. So that's uh, the best of Bohannon Sunday evening. Hereabouts. Thank you uh, for being a part of our program this afternoon. All right. Now, as for what the uh, the texters are up to this afternoon, let's see here. Uh, Jimbo, what is a new confirmed case of the pandemic? No one seems to know the actual new case number since they are counting positive retests as new cases. Uh, clearly, the process of counting this has got to be made consistent. Otherwise, you're just you're tossing out garbage in, garbage out from all the, the computations of where we stand in all of this. Uh, you don't count the same case twice or five or ten times. Texter says we are being pranked by unscrupulous politicians. To an extent, yes, to an extent we are. And another texter says I keep choosing the highway. Where is the on-ramp? <laughs> yeah, my way or the highway. Yeah, it's the exit ramp that we need to show uh, a number of politicians. And then, of course, we have the media. And uh, I refer to a uh, New York Times reporter, in fact, not just a New York Times reporter, an award-winning New York Times reporter, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who made this statement on uh, a local CBS TV show in New York City. Looting is not violence because property can be replaced as violent demonstrations break out. And uh, here is her exact quote. Violence is when an agent of the state kneels on a man's neck until all the life is leached out of his body. Well, that's one form of violence, my dear. Destroying property which can be replaced is not violence. So says Nicole Hannah-Jones. What a dolt. Maybe we should drop by your place, Nicole, and destroy your property. After all, it wouldn't be violent, and it can be replaced. But that's the kind of people we're talking about. Now, fortunately, she's not running for public office yet. There are places where if she did, she would probably win. But uh, that's where we sit right now, on the cusp of, uh, of such anarchy. And again, my advice to all of these people, keep it up. 
Nicole Hannah-Jones, keep it up. Tell us that destroying property is not violence because it can be replaced. Keep it up. It's possible that you may accomplish that which you least want to do, and that is to elect Donald Trump for a second term. Interesting thing, by the way, we have twice in our history had three two-term presidencies back-to-back. Uh, we're in one right now. Actually, uh, uh, we, uh, we had, of course, Bill Clinton, uh, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama. So if, in fact, Donald Trump wins re-election, that would be uh, a fourth ter- two-term presidency in a row. We've never done that before. The last time we had t- uh, three two-term presidencies back-to-back was way early on. Uh, presidents numbers three, four, and five, Tom Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, uh, back uh, 1800 to 1824. So uh, I guess that reflects in part the, the increased power of the incumbent in this country, but uh, I'd like to set a new record personally. All righty, it's uh, now uh, 512 as we go to Ralph in Spartanburg. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Jimbo. How are you doing this week? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. All right. I was listening to uh, one of the people earlier, and it seemed to me like we're in high school. It's homecoming <laughs> week, and we got to elect a homecoming queen. And blah, blah, blah should be the one because she's the most popular, the sweetest one. But the other girls hate her because their boyfriends and all the guys like her. She's not pushing herself on the guys. But we guys just like her because she's sweet, she's amorous, she is real. So the girls over there, we don't like her. Let's not get her elected. So we're going to vote for somebody else and get them elected just so she can't win what's rightly hers. That's what's about to happen, it seems like. Trump is doing a great job, but because he goes against all their norms, idiosyncrasies, or whatever, he goes against their plans, they got to vote against him out of everything. That's what they're pushing. I mean, we we got to defeat Donald Trump. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't draw any attention to me. What are you going to do? You're going to defeat him and sit your butt down, or you're gonna, you got a thing you're going to do after he's defeated, or you got a thing that makes me want to vote for you to defeat him. You don't have any of that. He's done a great job. I'm a Christian first black black person somewhere, like 19th in all those descriptions of me. Crazy, whatever you want to call me. I'll vote for him because he's done a great job. He's got more people working. I mean, 4% down to, we were down to 4% unemployment. 2% of the people can't work, and the other 2% don't want to work. I mean, what more can you do? I have to agree with you, Ralph. I mean, seriously, uh, you're right. The principal argument that's being put forward, although nobody says it as such, that the principal argument being put forward for Joe Biden is he's not Donald Trump. That's not good enough. I'm with you. And I said it before they said it on um, the show today, that whoever is his running mate six months down the road is going to be president because they're going to have to get rid of his seat now, but... Well, you know, that's a very distinct possibility. Uh, you you may be right, Ralph. I mean, I mean, Joe Biden has shown some unfortunate signs. If Biden is elected, he'll be the oldest president ever. His age during the first term of a Biden administration would be 78 
to 82. And that doesn't mean that you're automatically incapable of governing, but he's been showing bad signs, Ralph. And I, I think you're right that uh, that his vice president may be one of the most, if he's elected, would be one of the most important running mates in history. He's I'm running for the well, last I heard, he was running for the Senate from Pennsylvania, I believe, Ralph. Yes. <laughs> Listen, if you want to continue this conversation, I would be delighted to do so. But we've got to pause ever so briefly here at 106.3 WORD, where the time is now Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us today. It's 521 at 106.3 WORD. And uh, Ralph and Spartanburg did not stay with us, but here's JT in Simpsonville. Hi, JT. Hey, Lieutenant Bohannon. Welcome back. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. How about a non-political, non-BLM, non-COVID story? Hey, all right. I, frankly, I could use that. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, my son, Tony, was just awarded a Ph.D. in molecular biology at the University of South Carolina in Columbia about two weeks ago. He's a 13-year alumni of the Greenville School System from kindergarten through through high school. Oakley Elementary, Malden Middle, Beck Academy, J.L. Mann, three-year starter on the football team. Team made the playoffs two years during his uh, three years. And, uh, and frankly, it wasn't that he wasn't that great of a student uh, in uh, high school. I wasn't even sure he'd get in the University of South Carolina, but you know, lo and behold, he got down there, found himself, and like I said, just got a PhD, and is looking for jobs. So anybody out there wanting to hire a molecular biologist, uh, <laughs> there is one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just so, I was just uh, thinking maybe we could have somebody clean up around the house and do some molecular biology. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I wish I'll put it this way. It ought to be easy for somebody with those credentials and that attitude to get a job. He should be fighting off potential employers. He actually, he's already got a job offer, but I, I guess I just well, wanted to make the him. point that uh, public school yeah. does work. Uh, Greenville School System is a great system. Uh, great staff. Uh, Coach Max Clyburn, when he was in football, he had lots of mentors. And and I, I don't know if you know me, but I'm kind of known by my Republican friends as the Marxist communist. Uh, I hardly ever agree with the, Bobby. The, the Mack, Marxist but, communist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I support. I like Obama and support the ACA. But here's my point. Before we run out of time, my son attended all these public schools, and he is like the biggest Trump guy you ever met. 
so, uh, you know, so this story about kid going off to public school and getting, you know, reeducated by these liberal professors and stuff, I, 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 I don't know what happened. That didn't happen. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad that it didn't happen to your son. It happens in a lot of a lot of uh, schools. And, and I think yeah, that, that is directly attributable uh, to the, uh, the the outcome that we see, that the younger you are, the more likely you are to support the notion of socialism. Uh, they, they obviously get that somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, he's the Ph.D., so maybe I ought to listen to him. But although I, I'm the guy Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he's an expert in molecular biology. I don't know that he's yeah. an expert in, 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 in education. I mean, you tell me. But anyway, to finish up, a uh, good story. Yeah. The schools do work. Uh, yeah, there's issues and this and that. And But long-term view, uh, we got a good state. We got a good school system. Uh, we'll beat this COVID thing, and the United States of America is going to be just fine. So, Well, I certainly hope November that it 3rd. will be. I think we will eventually beat the COVID thing. And, uh, again, uh, there are problems out there, and uh, I addressed one of them, and uh, th- it does exist, this indoctrination. The extent to which it exists here in South Carolina, uh, it's probably not as bad as it is, let's say, in the Ivy League, but it exists. So, uh, again, well, but yeah, uh, good news saw... was he wasn't smart enough to get into Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that would have set you back a pretty too. penny. I could have never afforded that nut, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That would set you back a pretty penny, JT. Well, congratulations on your son and his, uh, his shiny new doctorate in molecular biology. And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It is uh, 525 at uh, 106.3 WORD. And here's Anthony in Simpsonville. Good afternoon, Anthony. Good afternoon, Jimbo. You know, I want to uh, to, to uh, make a prediction for the upcoming election. It's a very mm-hmm. important election. Right. I want to say that I'm extremely worried, um, not because I don't believe that Joe Biden is going to win. I believe that there are going to be some serious upheaval on that day. You can mark the day that I said this. Listen, we have a the guy that's in the White House right now has upended every political norm that we've had, except for one, and that's the peaceful transition of power. We've had that. That's the bedrock of our society, the bedrock of our, our, our democracy. I do believe that the minute that the race is called, Mr. Trump will not concede. He will get on national television and, and say that the, the votes were rigged. There were millions of, of illegal votes, and he's not going to accept the election outcome. And his followers, those that are in this audience and those that are across the country, are going to revolt, and there's going to be bloodshed on our election day. I hope I'm wrong, but this is where we are right now, sir. Okay. Interesting thought. I, I would note it's interesting who's been provoking all the bloodshed to date. The violence in the streets has not come from Trump supporters. In terms of every political norm we have, I think not. The president has acted within constitutional boundaries. He has issued executive really? orders where he can. He signs or vetoes laws that are passed by Congress, depending on, uh, again, what he's allowed to do. Uh, and uh, the note that he will not accept the election, I don't know. Whether he'll like it or not, but if he loses, I think he'll accept it just fine because no one is going to, to allow him to just sit there. That won't, that won't happen. And in terms of blood in the streets, I would really ask you, Anthony, to take a note of who's been creating the bloodshed to this point. Here, herein lies the problem. It's folks like yourself 
the supporters that are in the audience that have had their heads stuck up there, but we're an orifice for the last three and a half years who have refused to, uh, to allow themselves to see what's actually in front of the world, uh, in your eyes. I will say this, and I'll leave with this, Mr. Bohannon. It is very disappointing. I've never seen an administration as corrupt, as lawless, where you've had so many around the president that have gone to either been indicted or gone to jail, and you guys ignore it. I've never seen a, a chief executive lie as much as this person has lied over 20,000 times in the last three and a half years. Never in 20,000 times. You, you, kept t- like- you kept track and counted up all the 20,000. That's most interesting. You want corruption. You want lawlessness. I asked you merely to go back to the administration of Bill Clinton. And in terms of where I have my head, I'll put it this way. It's in a place where I think more clearly, honestly, than you do, Anthony, with all due disrespect. But always nice to have a genial and civil chat. Uh, so appreciate it very much. Thank you. And uh, we'll continue here at uh, 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, where we have uh, still an hour and a half to go this afternoon, and uh, delighted to hear from all of you, either at that uh, aforementioned Ingalls Advantage talk line of 1-800-347-1063 or the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line of 71307. Time now is 529. Much appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 24 before 6 o'clock at 106.3 WORD on a Friday. And uh, let's go to the uh, the talk line. That would be the Ingalls Advantage version. The Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063. And uh, we start with uh, David in Pickens. Hello, David. Hello, hello. Lord have mercy. <laughs> we need to straighten out so many things at one time. After hearing Mr. Cuckoo call with his, uh, you remember when we were kids and they didn't have pixies? And so what you do is you get a empty uh, package of Kool-Aid and you just eat the Kool-Aid. You wouldn't drink it and make a drink out of it. You just, it was before they had the straws full of the stuff with sugar. That guy has not added water to his Kool-Aid. He is walking around with purple grape lips. No, he may be working, walking around with a purple grape nose from snorting it, David. Good day. That might be the case. So uh, <laughs> two things. Um, one is um, let's start the new group called Raw Meatfa. That's ready and willing Minutemen everywhere all teaming together for America. And the, what our job would be to do is, first of all, get this education straightened out because the gauge on our national strength is 20 years out on what these idiots have been teaching our children to feel sorry about that they didn't have anything to do with, just like slavery. I don't think I ever had a slave, and as far as white privilege, Lord have mercy, I emptied Tom Jones' honey bucket for Pete's sake and got a splash, and it hit me on my lip. Everybody has places in time where they are humbled, and you know God puts the humble man as the strongest man. So with that in mind, oh, crooked, lying, sleepy Joe, lining his boy's pockets with corrupt China dough. He betrayed our country with the help of Hussein so-and-so. 
and then claims that there's nothing that we need to know. Oh, career puppet dummy slow Joe, do the world a favor and just go. When the performance is graded by the fleecing of what you stole, your grade as a leader will be a great big zero. Well, that just happened to come out of my mind right at the second I was hearing Mr. What's-His-Face act like, you know, weekend at Bernie's, quantum physics. Here we had Bernie, and that was an idiot. So they all realized that. And so then they get weekend at Bernie to take over for Bernie. I mean, I can almost see puppet strings on Biden. I mean, what's the deal? But in the meantime, the raw meat for is the guy that, like me that doesn't want to fight, but I will put a thousand million hundred volunteers just like me in between a statue and these crazy temper tantrum little children that never learned how to control their anger issues. And I'll put my raw meat for group of regular Americans that are black and white and blue and green and purple. And they'll be in between the not only the statues where we need them to do contact tracing and then the t- term take a knee applies, but also in the sense of when we have these people out here beating our police, I'm willing to, and listen, I've had the police do me wrong twice. One cost $30,000 and it was a big fiasco, but I'll jump out in front of a train and form tomorrow because I love my country and I love law and order and I love civilized people. And I don't want to go back to caveman days where Mike makes right, right. and whoever well, the biggest bully is rules the playground. I agree so with you, we David. Well put, sir. Well, well put, sir. Well put, sir, and I thank you for that. Others are also eagerly awaiting their chance, and we go to Andrew and Greer. Hello, Andrew. Jimbo, how you doing? Always I'm well. great to hear your voice. Thank you. I am calling to echo our last caller about our caller that said that there would be no civil transfer of power. Need I remind him that the date that Donald Trump got elected, even before that happened, we started investigating him through collusion, which is not a crime. We started getting him for obstruction of justice, which is not a crime. We couldn't get him on that. We can't impeach him. So let's try something else. Let's say... I don't know. Maybe he had a, a porn star back in his past. Well, we can't impeach him on that. That has been the most out in our faces, up front, broadcast all over the media, non-peaceful transfer of power in American history. Our friend that called in and blasted you for having your head shoved up where the sun don't shine needs to open up an actual history book and read what transfer of power should look like and see that in our country, we are all created equal, all lives matter, and that if Donald Trump loses, I agree with you, sir, I don't think he'll be happy about it, as if most Americans won't be, but I believe he will step aside peacefully and probably be better off and thankful for it. Well put, and I agree with you completely, Andrew. I thank you for that. All righty, J.D., also in Greer this afternoon. Hi, J.D., Oh, how do I start this? Anthony, I hope you're listening. Brother, this is the United States. This is America. You have the freedom to say what you want, which is good. But would you tell the freaking radio announcer that's trying to give you the freedom that you deserve to have for being American to stick his head between his ASS? Number one, you wrong. Number two, you need to be a Christian. A Christian comes first. You do what's right. You don't go out here and, and have abortions. You don't go out here and 
kill people in Seattle, Washington, and not let the police in. You don't go out here and do what you want to do. This crap that's going on in the world right now needs to cease. It's going to cease one way or the other. Either we're going to take our country back, and you're going to force people like me to get out here and start protesting. And that's why people are out here buying guns right now. If you ain't paid attention, they're buying more and more guns because they're going to protect what's theirs, what they earned. They got out here and worked and got it. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch, a free job, free college. It don't happen. Life is determined by what you do in life. If you're a bum, you're going to be a bum. If you go out here and get an education and do what's right and, and get into church and do what you, you have to do, God's going to take care of you. I am sick and tired of this crap. Anthony, grow up. Think about what you're saying. You have freedoms that other countries don't have. Well, all right. I'm so upset I can't say it. If I say anything else, I'm going to say what I don't need to say. <laughs> well, uh, J.D., I, I appreciate your thoughts, your listenership, and your call, and I thank you very much. It's uh, 17 now uh, before the hour of uh, 6 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. And, uh, well, that'll, that'll stimulate a call or two, will it not? Yes, indeed. Maybe we ought to put Anthony on the payroll around here. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Obama's texture. I'm just checking out some of the text lines here as we have, uh, have gone through uh, people at the Ingalls Advantage talk line of 1-800-347-1063. So to the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line of 71307. And uh, the texter says, Obama's peaceful transfer of power is represented by his still being in D.C. three years later. Well, he's, uh, yeah, sort of uh, the uh, the imminent uh, presence uh, sort of in exile, I suppose, uh, for whatever it's worth. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Jim Anthony needs to know that not one Democrat voted to give blacks the right to vote. The only party that ever given minorities' rights are Republicans. Well, at the uh, at the time that uh, that amendment was passed, I'm sure there were a few who did, but it was principally a Republican move when uh, the uh, the right to vote uh, was, in fact, uh, passed. So, yeah. All righty here. Let's see. Texter, see, uh, uh, just trying to... Uh... Let's see. People need to start to peacefully assemble, protest publicly, and defund private companies who go along with the WHO, CDC, and the Great Reset Agenda. Okay. Another texter says here, uh, has Anthony forgotten about all of the lies that Obama told? Has he forgotten the only reason Hillary wasn't prosecuted was because of Comey's corruption? He probably would conveniently forget that, yes. All righty. Let's uh, reset here for a second at 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Time is now 15 before 6.
Oh, me? Oh, really? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> I'm so, so humbled by it all. But, of course, humility is not a great quality of most talk show hosts, so why should I be any different, right? All right. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. We appreciate it. We appreciate it very much. Jimbo in for Bobby Mack as we wrap up a Friday, the 17th of July. Again, uh, the 50th anniversary of me getting out of the Army, which uh, at the time was, uh, was quite pleasant. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. And uh, thank you for giving us a shout, if you choose, at the Ingalls Advantage talk line of 1-800-347-1063 or the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. 71307. See what we got here going textually here. Uh, your last caller, uh, Big Jim, reminds me of one of the losers who's going to turn in their guns when asked for uh, just saying, okay, I'm not sure which caller, maybe, I don't know, maybe Anthony, I don't know. Uh, probably Anthony was who they were referring to. Anthony uh, says this texture, Jimbo, always gets big reactions. I think he just sits back and laughs at us. Have a great weekend, Anthony. You make me laugh. Let's see who is laughing in November. Yeah, boy, I'm I'm hoping that uh, we are laughing and uh, not Anthony in November again. We're down to, what, 108 days, something like that, before the election just a little over 100 days. And uh, two things are going to make this uh, a, a major, make, make, make most of the difference, I think. The economy and, uh, and turnout, we'll make it three things. The economy, voter turnout, and the debates. Those are going to be the big decisive factors in this election. And, of course, we'll have to see whether or not the president is judged on the state of the economy or the state of the recovery. Uh, there are things that have happened, of course, that are beyond the power of a president to do a whole lot about. The presidents in general get too much credit for a good economy and too much blame for a bad economy. When they, if, if they had their way, there would never be a recession. Presidents don't have that much control. Even chairs of the Federal Reserve Board don't have that much control. So the economy, it depends on how people judge it uh, for that part of it. Turnout, 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 turnout. It is absolutely vital that everybody turn out. Absolutely vital. Uh, and, and that's where you should come in. I, I don't think it's a good job to be proselytizing for votes at work. Most bosses would not care for that. But among your family, your friends, yes, absolutely. Turn out. Send a message. Send a message. It's really, really vital. And then, of course, we have the debates. That could make a major difference. I have people who are still telling me they don't think that Joe Biden will debate at all. I can't see that happening. The last time we did not have presidential debates was 48 years ago, 1972. We've had debates every year since then. If Joe Biden were to chicken out of the three presidential debates currently scheduled, he chickened out of a fourth that he was challenged to by, by uh, Donald Trump, uh, that that would be a pretty heavy burden. And I suppose Democrats, I don't think Joe Biden is thinking about this, but I think the Democrats may be wondering, which way do we, we get hurt the worst? By chickening out of the debates or by holding them? Joe has not been impressive to date in his public utterances. And, of course, he was not all that impressive, if you recall, back when the Democrats were debating. 
I mean, there was never a debate in which you would have said that, whoa, Joe really won that one. I remember one debate, and I forget which one it was, in which I said, well, that's, that's better than it had been. But what I meant was, really, that Joe had gone from terrible to average, okay? That was about his best debate performance. Now, Amy Klobuchar, of course, didn't make it. Uh, she had some pretty good debates. And there were a few others who had some, some pretty fair debates. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, in, in ripping Joe Biden at one point, had a pretty good debate. But, of course, she may wind up being his running mate, for all we know. But... Uh, We'll we'll just have to wait and see how that turns out. But 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 the debates, I think the Democrats are going to be wondering which way, which way are we hurt the worst? If we let Joe debate, or if we just simply say no debates? I uh, I think they've got to let him debate. I really do. I think they've got to let him debate. The public expects that. Again, forty eight years we've had presidential debates. We had debates in 1960, of course, Kennedy and Nixon. That started this whole modern trend. 64, uh, Lyndon Johnson didn't want to debate Barry Goldwater and uh, did not. Uh, Then you had 68 and 72, the two Nixon victory years. And Nixon, having been burned by the the debate of 1960, didn't want to debate anymore. He came to 1976, and uh, you had Gerald Ford in a very crippled uh, incumbency. He was the president, but uh, of course there had been Watergate, and and he needed to debate badly. He needed to show that Jimmy Carter wasn't up to the job. He did okay in the debates. He did make one one mistake in which he talked about how uh, he would never allow uh, uh, Poland and Eastern Europe to be under Soviet domination, which of course they were. But he did okay. But but Carter did all he had to do in that debate. He showed that he was more than just a peanut farmer, and he he won the election, narrow election, of course. Uh, and we've had debates ever since then. And I don't think that uh, that Biden can afford not to debate. And this is where, if Donald Trump plays his cards right, he can really make a killing here. He can really drive home the fact that he is the better of the two people. And I can hope that he does just that and that Biden will agree to hold those debates. We'll see. Those are the things that are going to decide this election. Voter turnout, the debates and how people judge the president on the economy. Do they judge him on the economy itself, or do they judge him on the state of the recovery, which is the part that a president can control? We'll see, but we've got to do our part, and the turnout, that's vital. All right, Jimbo for Bobby Mack here at 106.3 WORD, where the time now is three minutes before six. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.